Welcome to Make It Count, Living a Legacy Life, where we invest in what matters, God and people. I'm Sue Donaldson, speaker, author, and creator of WelcomeHeart.com, where you can learn to know and show the heart of God. And that's what counts. Thank you for joining me. Good morning. Today we're talking about giving thanks. Of course we are. It's November. But God wants us to be thankful people every day. Now, I know you're a thankful person, but there are times when we're not. Why don't we give thanks when we don't? I know you all give thanks often, but when we don't, why is that? Well, I'm sure there's lots of reasons. Maybe the top one is we don't get enough sleep. But two reasons I thought of are these. First, we forget It's a memory loss thing, which is something that some can relate to more than others. My sister-in-law's kids like to call her mom, uh, like to say about her mom, you, you have creative memories, like she doesn't remember everything correctly. It's a memory loss thing. And secondly, we don't give thanks often because we take things for granted. I'm sure you could relate to either one. When I think of memory loss, I think of the story of the 10 lepers. Jesus healed 10 lepers, but only one came back to thank him. Now, this was a terrible disease, like worse than the average disease. And all 10 were healed, but only one came back to thank him. He was in the minority. I love Jesus' simple question. I mean, why in the world does Jesus ask questions? It's obviously not for his benefit, because Jesus is God and he knows all. So I try to pay special attention in scripture when Jesus asks a question because it's obviously for my benefit. He said, he asked, did I not heal 10 lepers? Where are the other nine? Here's the conviction for me. I don't want to be part of the other nine, even though it was the majority. We need to ask God to help us cultivate a grateful heart so that we are characterized characterized by being among the first to run back and thank God. Now, when you're characterized by something, that doesn't mean that you do it every single time. But it does mean that people know that about you. And God is pleased as punch. We forget to thank God as soon as the crisis is passed and we're already on to the next crisis. The great thing is that God understands we need help in this area. When the children of Israel crossed the Jordan River, God made the waters rise up and they walked on dry ground. They were thankful, believe me. But God wanted to make sure that they remembered what he did and that their kids would remember. So he told them to gather stones and build a memorial so that in the years to come, they would remember the miracle of God's deliverance. I love that. We should be able to say with clarity at any given time, see this, see this memorial? This is what the Lord did. Now, I don't expect us to build a stack of stones, though you might, especially if you're a gardener. You can go outside, sit there with your glass of iced tea or cup of coffee and look at that stack of rocks or that special evergreen and say, wow, I remember how God helped me in the past. That helps me remember. One time when I was, I just finished teaching at a women's retreat and I came 
home and I thought, wow, God answered my prayers. I prayed that uh, God would use me. And I thought, well, I don't want to forget the next time I get asked to speak. So I took $10, $10 bill, and went over to TJ Maxx, and I found a candle that I liked the smell, and that was only $10. And I came home, and the next time that I was asked to speak, and I had to create a new talk, you know, you can you can get panicked and think, well, the Lord helped me last time, but what if he doesn't help me the next time? Does anybody else relate to that? So I light my candle. I've had several candles through the years. I call them my memorial stone candles. They're not made of stone. But I light it and then in faith I start writing. And God helps me every single time. But I think he's blessed that I remembered, that I remembered how he thanked me the last time. What a legacy for our kids. This podcast is about legacy. To build some sort of memorial. It doesn't have to be rocks, but it does need to be built. We forget. We forget to thank God. He gets that. But he expects us to build a memorial to remind us to thank him. And what a legacy do we give our children and grandchildren to remind them of the greatness of God. To even show our neighbors, look what God did. That should be the main line our kids should remember us for. I would love it if at my funeral my kids would say, my mom was a little crazy, but she always gave credit to God. Thanksgiving is a great time to start a tradition of expressing, look what God did this year, even in 2020. Excuse me. And I'm so, so grateful. Excuse me. And here's how I'm going to remember it. My niece Heidi keeps track of everyone's thankfuls every Thanksgiving. The next year then, her family picks from the jar of previous Thanksgivings and reads what they've been thankful to God for in the past. I have a little sample placemat that you and your family can copy. The PDF file is in my show notes. It's entitled Thanking God Through the Alphabet. You can print as many copies as you like. It's free. It will help you record how God has been faithful to you all throughout the year, just that week or that day. I use it sometimes to keep the kids occupied if the food is not quite ready for a Thanksgiving meal. It's cute. It's helpful, and it's a little tool. It's a reminding tool. We forget. God knows that. He started communion after all. Remember what Jesus said. Do this what? In remembrance because you guys forget of me. He knew we needed reminding, so we take communion to remind us of what he did for us. We need each other, too, to help us remember to be thankful. It helps us to list things that we can be thankful for no matter what is going on in our lives at the moment. When I was first married, I called called a friend because I was mad at Mark about something. You probably never get mad at anybody, but... I was mad. The funny thing is, I remember what my friend told me, but I don't remember why I was mad. (laughs) But I have to tell you that I kind of struggled with calling Debbie because I knew what she was going to tell me. Do you have friends like that? You know what they're going to tell you, so like, why bother asking? But I obviously still needed her encouragement. We need each other 
to remember to be thankful. When I called her, she did exactly what I thought she would say. Sue, I want you to list 10 things right now <clears throat> that you appreciate about Mark. Well, I didn't really want to do that. I knew that that would change my attitude towards him. And I was enjoying my attitude right then a little too much. You know, we, we enjoy our wallowing. We marinate in our um, disgruntledness. I'm not sure if that's a word, but you know what I'm saying. But I went ahead and I followed her advice. And I've passed on that advice many, many times. And not every woman has taken it. I want you to take that today. If there's someone that you're upset with, maybe someone on Facebook, maybe a relative, maybe <clears throat> a close family member, and write down what you're thankful for. And God will be blessed. And it will change your attitude. Really, when we're, um, when we're in a snit, it, bothers, it hurts us the most. So get out of your snit. We need to write down why we're thankful. We can always find something, no matter how hard life is at, the, at any given moment. My friend Gretchen Fleming writes about starting a gratitude journal. Now, I don't, I'm not into gratitude journals. I start them and I look, I find them later on, you know, under the laundry six months later. Well, hopefully not under the laundry six months later, but I find them later. I go, wow, I started this two and a half years ago and hmm, too bad I didn't get to page two. But she encouraged me because she speaks about starting your quiet time with a, a list of what you're thankful for, for only what happened the day before. Well, I can do that. I can remember the day before usually. Uh, it probably helps my memory genes to work on that, but it also helps my attitude. Scripture says that we come into God's gates with thanksgiving in our hearts. I don't know about you, but I start my quiet time off running with petitions. Lord, help me. Lord, get me through this day. Bless my children. Help my husband. May I find the right outdoor pillows this today at Home Goods at a good price. I start right off with petitions. And then I look down and I see my pretty little journal that I started. I go, oops. Let me thank God for what happened yesterday even if it was just watching a great movie with Mark or that my dinner turned out or that I had a surprise visit with a neighbor. So great. Here's what I wrote one week years ago, right after Mark pulled an, out another wall of the house. The day before Bethany's 18th birthday party where 30 kids were expected. I was more than a little annoyed. I'll list just a few right now for you. I'm thankful that the remodel is progressing. We're in our fifth year and we're still married. I'm thankful Bonnie got into King's College for study abroad. I'm thankful that Mary has a great soccer coach. It makes all the difference in our home when our children have great soccer coaches. And number four for my new Bible study group. I really like those women. It was a blessing to me. A thankful heart is always on the verge of saying, look what God did. And when we share that with a friend or with our family, it helps them to remember to be grateful as well. If you've got a pen nearby and you're not driving, I'd like you to take a moment and write down four things for which you're grateful. Maybe write them in the comments and show notes. That will encourage someone else who reads those to say, hey, 
that happened to me too. I'm going to thank God right now. So why aren't we thankful when we're not? We have memory loss. It's normal. What can we do about it? Start a list. Begin your quiet time with your thankfuls just from the day before. And share them with a friend as God leads. And next, we don't give thanks when we don't because we take our blessings for granted. Simple joys can escape our notice until we no longer have them. I remember that after spending 10 weeks in Europe with a backpack, just how much I appreciated the United States when I returned. I felt like kissing the ground at the airport, especially the toilet paper. Now, this was over 30 years ago. Maybe their toilet paper has improved. But I do recall being so grateful for the toilet paper in America because I hadn't had it for 10 weeks. My goal is to have a heart overflowing with gratitude to God on a continual basis. I would like my default button to be set on gratitude rather than worry or dissatisfaction so that no matter what is happening or not happening, I can give thanks to God and express my appreciation to others. Now, this is a process to be this way. It's sort of like our remodel. I, rem I mentioned our remodel the day Mark announced we were finally going to get a bigger kitchen. And I had been mentioning that desire, sometimes in a nice way and sometimes not, for about 15 years. He said in the same breath that we could easily live in the back of the house while he moved the front of the house out 12 feet. Now, I must not have heard that part. I only heard the part about getting a bigger kitchen. For about a year, we didn't have walls or heat. I wore my raincoat in the house. We had cement floors. We had space heaters in the bedrooms, and I served company in the bedrooms. Finally, Mark got the insulation and the drywall in. I was so happy. I was warm. When people would ask me, how do you stand it? I would answer, I don't mind the rest. I don't mind the mess as long as I'm warm. It was much worse before. I'm so thankful. I no longer take certain comforts for granted. We've been having a heat wave. I tell Mark almost every day, I'm so grateful you spent the extra money to get really solid insulation. So helpful keeping this house cool during the heat wave. <clears throat> Someone said, gratitude not expressed is not gratitude doesn't matter how thankful your heart is if you haven't transferred your gratitude to your lips. Taking things for granted is not only a joy stealer, it can be a death to relationships, especially a marriage. I've learned that the best thing for my marriage is to express gratitude to my husband, whether or not he remembers to do the same. We could be such great historians. We keep track of all the times our husbands didn't thank us for something, and then we bring it up. These things ought not to be. If nothing else comes from our lips this month, make it thank you, honey, for. And fill in that blank, no matter how hard you may have to dig. Like, thank you for being such a consistent flosser. Because it means I have more money to spend at TJ Maxx. Or to your kids or mother-in-law or colleague. I so appreciate the fact that you, and just say something to your pastor, to your pastor's wife. Send them an email. So appreciate the fact that you stick to the word. Make your birthday celebrations a time of giving verbal affirmations to your husband and kids. They need it. They may not say they need it, but they do. Here's the point. 
Expressing thanks to those you love helps them become who God intends for them to become. We can spend more time complaining that they're not living up to our expectations of their lives instead of building into them who God wants them to become by showing appreciation out loud. Proverbs 24 says to build up our homes. The remodel is a constant reminder to me that I have the power to build up or tear down my home. And it's a lot more important than insulation. And it's all in the turn of my tongue. Someone said that you can tell what's inside our hearts by what comes out when we're bumped like a teacup filled to the brim. When I when I'm bumped, what, which happens a lot as a mother of three daughters and a wife of a wannabe contractor, I want Thanksgiving to be what comes out, don't you? We need to ask God to replace our fear and our bitterness and our ungratefulness with an attitude of gratitude. It's not always easy, is it? If it were, we wouldn't need this reminder. In fact, how come God puts such a difficult command in the Bible? 1 Thessalonians 5.18 says, Give thanks in all things, for this is the will of God. What was God thinking when he gave us those words? Is it impossible or ridiculous? What about the times when God doesn't seem to be responding to our prayers? Those times when the only light that's at the end of the tunnel is an oncoming train. According to scripture, we can still give thanks that God is with us in that tunnel. When I was first writing down that verse, I accidentally wrote, always giving things to God the Father instead of always giving thanks to God the Father. But I like that. I can only give thanks to God after I've given things over to God. When I give over my things, my stuff, my worries, my fear, my children, all my things, all my circumstances to God, that's when I can give thanks. God bless you today. Have a great Thanksgiving every day of the year. Until next time, think about your legacy, the one God has called you to live, all for heaven's sake. I would love to speak at your next Christian Women's event. See my keynotes and retreat series, as well as the show notes from today's broadcast at welcomeheart.com. Thanks for coming. You're always welcome here.